Hi everyone, welcome back to Ask an Autism Mom Live with Jen Eggert of LackeyKid.com. You can join her every Monday live on Facebook to learn tips, meet other parents, and share your insights. She will tackle any topic from the dreaded meltdown to the basics of how autism can affect a family. Hi everyone and welcome back to Ask an Autism Mom. I'm Jen Eggert of LackeyKid.com and you can join me every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern to learn tips, meet other parents, and share your insights. Today I'm actually interviewing with Elliot Neff who is the co-founder or the founder of Chess for Life. Unfortunately, he is having a few technical difficulties getting online. So we're going to give him a minute to get here. In the meantime, I'll do my typical start. Um, so you all know I'm from Lackey Kid and they are our sponsor. And this month we are talking about preparing for back to school, even though summer just started. Did you know that your kids can greatly benefit from flexible seating because it allows them the freedom to move quietly, discreetly, and still focus on their work. So I have the ball chair, which is a favorite in my house. It is used for laying on her belly and rolling back and forth and stemming. It is used for bouncing on. It is used for dinner time, homework, reading. This ball chair is amazing. It has a billion and one uses. And if you all remember, we also just finished our Kickstarter and our writable weighted lap pads are on their way to us now. So they should be in hopefully shortly. Oh, I see Elliot. Good morning, Elliot, and welcome to the show. Good morning, Jen. Glad to be on. So folks, I just want to remind you, if you want to follow us, you can type five in the comment section now to subscribe. And if you're on YouTube, hit that bell and you will subscribe. Now, if you're just listening to us, you're listening to the Ask an Autism Mom show. And I am discovering or discussing how chess can change lives with Elliot Neff. Um, I already talked to you about the sponsor while we were waiting on Elliot. Now, I want to tell you a little bit about Elliot. Elliot is the founder and CEO of Bellevue-based Bellevue Chess for Life which exists to help students develop life skills through the game of chess. Elliot is a UF, USCF, United States Chess Federation National Master in Chess. Elliot has personally trained 10,000 students from beginners through to national champions. He holds professional chess coaching certification level V, which is the highest awarded certification by the USCF. Elliot, thank you for coming. I am so excited to show people that socialization does not have to be only physical sports. Absolutely, Jen. It's a joy to be on today. Excited to have this discussion with you and your audience. 
Um, I just want to say welcome, Jason. Jason is one of our stay-at-home dads who is raising a son, and he watches pretty much every show unless his son has a problem. So, Elliot, let's get into this. Who do you work with? Well, at Chess for Life, we work with primarily ages 5 through 12, the elementary space, although our programs are open at, for some events all the way through high school. And on a national level, we work with preschool on up through high school as we partner with schools and districts throughout the country, organizations, to bring these benefits of chess to their students. So locally in the Seattle area, we have four physical centers, Bellevue, Issaquah, Redmond, and Bothell, where thousands of kids come and participate in our fun programs. Uh, but then on the national scale, we've been partnering in order to bring these benefits as broadly as possible. And I know, side note here, I know you guys are in the middle of your camp week this week, and that's why you were a minute late. You were trying to organize tons of children. Yes, um, we have a lot going on. Several hundred kids this week participating in our fun programs. So it's, oh, a, wow. it's a pretty fun time. And yes, Jason, it is out of Washington State. Um, so what are the goals that you make for the children that you work with? So a little bit of that goes back to part of my story in chess, if you don't mind. So I am a national master in chess. I was high school state champion in Washington State. And I started coaching my teammates in high school because I wanted to do better. I had fun competing. So I helped train my co-team members in high school. And then people started asking me to help them get better, parents of kids. And that's how I got into coaching chess, never imagining I would do this full time. And it was 16 years ago when I was going to quit teaching chess doing this part-time thing and go back to university when the light bulb came on that chess is actually a vehicle through which we can develop life skills in kids. And the light bulb came on. And since that time, I've been full-time in this space now working with, as I said, thousands of students all over. <clears throat> and why do I do it? The outcome I'm looking for with kids is development of some of these core life skills. And uh, if you like, I could explain one pretty quickly. Yes. Sure. So, for example, in a chess game, you know, imagine two kids playing together. What are the possible outcomes of such a game? One side can win. There can be a draw or a tie, like a stalemate. Or what else? They can learn. You see, in our language at Chess for Life, there is no lose. Not because you don't get checkmated. You would definitely get checkmated. And you definitely lose a chess game. But the mindset we teach is win, draw, or learn. Why? Because the mindset of how can I learn from every experience, no matter how painful, no matter how much I've lost, is how you can get better. And that emotional development is what allows students to then apply that in other situations. Did you lose a race running with someone? Did you not score what you wanted? Did you not get what you want? What, what did you learn from all these scenarios? Building that, e that EQ, not just the IQ. And so that is just one example of the 10 life skills that we focus on here at Chess for Life. Now, 
How does chess actually benefit our children and help them? So when you say help our children, do you mean specifically students who may be uh, diagnosed with all special children. abilities or do you just mean all children? All children and then maybe if you can get into a little bit of how it benefits special needs children as well. Certainly. So I started alluding to some of the life skills that can be taught. Now, let me jump all the way down to the preschool level where we've been working in the last three years, developing partnership programs with organizations such as Head Start, which is, you know, a program that helps quality preschool to prepare them for kindergarten. So at the preschool level, we've designed chess activities that build the math, the social emotional, the language, the literacy, and the executive functioning abilities of students preparing them for kindergarten. We're starting to get data out of districts such as Bremerton, where they talk about how kids who participate in these preschool programs perform as high as 10% higher than their peers who don't participate in just a single season. Why? Because it's chess uses tangible pieces it's just experiential learning, but the game itself has these innate elements of counting the pieces and the point values of the pieces. So at the preschool level, we're preparing them for kindergarten. At the elementary and up, we're building in this strategic thinking, this cause and effect. What happens if I do this? Let me think before I move. Impulse control, helping students to, to build that self-discipline of you don't just react, you don't just move right away, you pause, you think, and it takes time, it takes a lot of practice to do this, whether it's a regular student or a student who's in a what's considered a special needs classroom. So there's many of those elements we teach better together as one of our life skills. How do you work with others? We talk about the unique ability of students, how every person has their own gifting. How do you develop that and improve it and appreciate each other's abilities, no matter how different we are? We talk about always improve. If you win a chess game, we teach win, draw, or learn. And at the same time, how can you even get better? Always improve. Don't just think you're the best and be proud about it, but humbly seek to always improve. And so these are some of the examples of what we'd love to share. Perfect. Um, now, I know we were kind of talking before about the social and emotional, how chess can help that. Can we get into that a little bit more? Sure. And, you know, I was touching upon a little bit of that already here where chess, sometimes you think of it as just this is two people, it's quiet, there's, there's no talking, those kind of elements. But in reality, especially in classrooms, kids will be talking together, working together, problem solving together. Many of the activities at the preschool level, for example, are two students moving the same piece, but taking turns problem solving together. So there's an objective, there's a goal, and they're taking turns doing it, building the patience, the working together towards a common goal, the interaction, and developing that. Then in the elementary and beyond, where they're more challenging each other with different positions, they take turns at opposite sides of the same activity. One side's supposed to win. The other side is their sparring partner, supposed to hold on as long as they can. And then they switch sides and do it again. So there's this interaction that's going on on a regular basis. Yes, in chess competition, you're not supposed to talk, but in practice and in training and working together, there's definitely collaboration going on. And then as they do this, right, again, back to that element of is losing really losing? No, we say the only time you lose a chess game is if you refuse to learn a lesson from it. 
and you refuse to take the time to go, hey, what happened? How can I learn from it? How can I get better? Um, you know, there's, there's plenty of examples of how this occurs. I'll give you one if you like. Uh, that came back this last year from one of the preschool classes again. And there was this student who's, uh, he was known as a bit of the, the problem, <laughs> you know? And so he could not stand to lose, no matter what it was. They would avoid most games because anytime he lost, eruption classes disrupted preschool level. So they're working on this element. We brought the chess program in and the teachers were delivering it. And over time, they noticed a change. And here's what the teacher reported. They said, you know, I was looking out the window on recess time and the kids were outside in the play area and I noticed this student was playing a foot race and he was also not very fast. And the teacher said, I dropped everything to go outside to take care of what I knew was going to happen, the meltdown as he's running the race. She goes, before I could get to him, he lost the race. And this time, something dramatic changed. Instead of throwing a tantrum, he paused and I heard him say, that's okay, I learned. Next time I'm gonna do better. And she goes, she was blown away that a preschooler was exhibiting this amount of self-awareness and self-control and that mindset that is incorporated of win, draw and learn. So that's just an example. And it takes a lot of time and interaction. But I do believe that having the students participate, not just at their age level, but learning to interact with multiple ages and types is something that greatly helps with what we do. And we, and we intentionally put that in place. Now, I know you have one major success story. I fell in love with her story. Can you tell us about your your biggest success story to date? Well, you know, there's there's been a lot and I, I don't like to put ones above others, but it's been a joy to work with one student and I would certainly would not take all the credit because this was a story in development before I even became a part of it. But you may be really interested in knowing about the Queen of Katwe. If you've never heard of this, K-A-T-W-E. Disney did a movie on this story, which is true, that came out of Uganda. And I heard about this. You could look it up, The Queen of Katwe, K-A-T-W-E. I heard about this when it was a book through another connection. And in finding out more, I was just intrigued with what was happening over there in the slums of Uganda using chess as a vehicle for raising kids out of the cycle of poverty. And we became friends with Robert Katende, who's the founder of that project. And they came and visited our center one time. We helped host things, did a fundraiser, different elements. Ultimately, I was asked and agreed to donate my time to coach this young lady, the subject of the story through the next World Olympiad, which was back, I don't know now, what, six, five, six years ago. So that's when I started the friendship. A couple years later, the movie came out on this story and just I've been behind the scenes this whole time, continuing to support the young lady, Fiona Matesi, some of the others from the program. I had the privilege of going to Uganda and supporting the project there, donating some tools. And it's just been a joy to see how this young lady goes from the streets of Uganda and the slum, helped by Robert Katende, learns the game of chess because there's food. She gets food at chess club and she becomes a junior champion in Uganda and goes on to represent her country at the World Olympiad and now has competed in four 
World Olympiads, including just last October. I had the privilege of going to Batumi, Georgia and helping coach her through the World Olympiad over there. And so she's now finished her second year of college in Washington State, where she was able to get a scholarship um, through some connections. Um, it was a joy to put her in, uh, talk to Dr. Castleberry, the president of Northwest University, who then facilitated a scholarship for her and another one of the kids. And so these are the kind of stories that really drive what I do. You know, Chess for Life, we serve a lot of kids in middle and upper income. We also work with a lot of kids where we can with scholarships or partner programs or nonprofits to help kids who don't have the opportunity to gain that ability and the tools that they need in order to rise. So thanks for asking, but that has definitely been a joy to work with the young lady. And there's many other stories I could share of kids locally, as well as, you know, beyond and the impact chess has made in their lives. Right. So folks, it doesn't only help with social and emotional, but they are actually using chess to help children struck by poverty. Like he said, you come to chess club, you get fed. So then the children come because the poverty levels in Uganda are deplorable. So they're having success stories out of other countries. And this young lady, I can't wait to see how far she goes in life. Absolutely. You can, you can look her up online uh, to follow some of the appearances that have happened, but it's been a joy to see. And, you know, chess was a vehicle for her that allowed her to layer upon that foundation and go many places. She has a bright future. Exactly. And remember, folks, her future is bright because one person took the time to set up a chess club and feed them. So she came just one person it takes one person to change the world for a child Absolutely. and that is so important to remember sorry i have a child running across my house um now i know that you work with all ages genders neurotypical special needs now how do you group them and deal with all of these different components that <laughs> come into your program? Great question, Jen. Thank you. And, you know, I briefly alluded to this. We have found that the, for preschool, we try to keep that separate. We don't actually run preschool classes within our centers right now. We do those in partner programs. But once mm -hmm. kids are in that age five and up, our primary method of grouping them is according to their chess skill level. So in our centers, we've designed six levels, pawn, knight, bishop, rook, queen, and king. And it's kind of like imagine martial arts belt color levels. So there's a clear skills to be learned and developed and individual tracking charts for kids to do that. And within their classes, they're according to skill level, not age or any other criteria. So simply they work in this group together, even if they're a spread of multiple years. And as they progress, once they complete the requirements for the level, they graduate to the next one and move on up. And then every Friday evening, we run what we call Friday night quads, where kids of all abilities and skills and ages, even parents of kids are welcome to compete at the same time on a Friday evening, fun, low pressure tournament. And the way we do that is we take the highest four by skill level and they play with each other three games, one with each other. So it's a very closely matched group. And then the next four and the next four all the way down, we'll sometimes have 80, 90 kids competing and, and their parents oh, 
competing at the same time every single Friday here at Chess for Life in Bellevue, for example. <clears throat> so the bottom group will have four who are many times first-time players or just novices, but they get to play with their own skill level, which builds that ability. And as they win or learn, they move up the scale and then they play with the appropriate grouping and earn little trophies, which they collect and trade in for larger ones. And that environment, I think, provides something they don't get in a regular classroom. In a classroom, you're with your own age group or your own peers only. Here, it doesn't matter if you're on a special needs spectrum, autism, ADHD, whatever it is, whether you're older, younger, you're just playing with your own skill level and learning to interact with these different ages is a great skill for life. And the fact that it repeats every week and they can practice what they've learned during the weekend classroom, it's been an extremely popular program that we do basically every Friday at most of our centers. I would say on average, there's uh, 150 to 200 kids competing every Friday across the locations just here in the greater Seattle area. Now, I do have more questions for you, but we have a question from um, Jason and I kind of want to bring this in because I feel it's important to bring it in at this point. Um, what location, Jason is trying, he's closer to you. He is trying to get his son to one of your locations. Jason, I think a Friday night would probably be best. Would Jason be able to bring his son, even though he has never worked with you guys before? Absolutely. It's open. We have no membership fees. Uh, there's, a, there's a registration fee for the event but they're totally welcome to join uh, without having come through any of our programs. We have many community members who come in for practice, whether or not they're taking classes with us. Okay. And can you just um, clarify for Jason when and where that is on Friday nights so that he can. 7 PM is the start time at each of our locations. And in our chess for life Bellevue is based on, is located on North up way. You can Google it on Google maps to find the specific location address or visit the website chess for life, chess number four life.com. And it'll give the location of each of them. I will have Miguel, Jason, what I'll do is I'll have Miguel put their website in the comments section so that you can find it later. And that way you can see, <coughs> sorry, how close it is to you and try and get your son to one of their events. Do note that we close registration at 6.30. It's okay. best to either register online or call ahead of time. The earlier, the better, because we sometimes do end up with a wait list because of how full and popular these events are. Okay, that's good to know. Now, I want to talk about a pawn's journey. Yes. Can you tell us what a pawn's journey is? So where this book came from, a pawn's journey is a novel inspired by true stories that was published just last year in October. And it was a joy to put this out there. And the reason for it was that over the years, people would say chess for life. Oh, that's cool. You play chess your whole life. And I was like, not at all. That's not why I'm doing what I'm doing. The reason for the name of the organization is chess developing life skills through the game. And when people say, oh, that's interesting, how does that work? I would have, I would find myself telling story after story, just like I shared one or two earlier, of how lives have been transformed through the game. And I said this so many times, eventually I went, you know, this just needs to be in a book so people can understand, get the message, whether or not they know chess. 
So I wrote this novel inspired by these many true life stories, which of course we've changed names and places and some details. Right. And and it published last October. Uh, it became number one bestseller on Amazon for its category and held that for a couple of weeks when it launched. So it's been a joy to put that out there, even though I never saw myself as a writer. <laughs> Did not like writing, but this was a book that needed to be written. And so I worked with a publisher that did an amazing job that helped us and then ended up writing it. So it's a fun book. The reading level is just over sixth grade reading level. So it's designed also where anyone can really enjoy it. We've had second grade classrooms reading it to their in their reading time. It's been utilized. It's in libraries. It's available on Amazon on my website, different places. So that's been a really, really fun addition to help share that message of chess as a vehicle, not as an end goal. Now we're going to jump to the questions and most people are busy today, unfortunately. Summer is started and I know that they'll watch tonight because their kids, most are busy with their children. Um, but I do want to address Jason because he is online right now with us. Jason, I'm so excited. Elliot, Jason has decided that he is going to bring his son to look at the idea of starting chess and see how he'll do around that much, many people in a social group. I am so excited, Jason, for you that you could think this may help your son and he would benefit. So Elliot, it looks like you're going to be having a new member soon. Sounds great. I know our team would love to work with you. And, you know, we work, like I said, with with everybody, right? It's the community. We're not focused upon just special needs. We've worked with different ones. I've done some presentation with Dr. Hallowell, who's a, a leading authority on ADHD. We've done some work with different uh, students from across the spectrum in different places. It's a great way to give kids that opportunity. And sometimes it's good to start with some classes to make sure their confidence level is there and such. But just talking with our team is and coming in and taking a look is, is often a great way to get started. That's great. So Jason, listen to um, Elliot's advice. Come in, look around, get that, uh, so get him to see how he feels and then move from there. And if anyone is interested in chess, but doesn't even know how the pieces move, you don't have to know that to join our beginning level classes, but we do have a free resource available through our website, or you can just Google free rules of chess guide with chess for life. And it's a downloadable fun activity book where you learn some of the concepts and have fun activities you can do. You would need a chessboard and pieces obviously to do them but they're a great way to also introduce to the game. Free rules of chess download through the Chess for Life website. You have to look under resources for it. Jason, I suggest you look up the resources and see if it is something that would work for your son. Now, Edith, unfortunately, I am so sorry to tell you that it is not in Virginia. I know Elliot would love to have his program all over the world but you have to start in one area and Washington is where he is right now. Um, now, Elliot, does being nonverbal matter in chess? By saying nonverbal, you mean 
not able to talk much or doesn't like to, right? Like many students. Yes. Yes. Well, that's a good thing when you're playing a chess game, right? <laughs> because it's good to be focused and quiet and being able to communicate. What's interesting is that we are working right now with our video program, which is online. It's part of our, we have some online tools that are used across the country and we partner with organizations. We're right now finishing up some of the closed captioning to make it as accessible as possible, even to deaf uh, individuals and such. So there's definitely, it's accessible in many ways. Uh, being nonverbal, I would not see that as a drawback at all. Uh, I can remember two students, in fact, who were twins who would never speak a word at any of the lessons. Uh, today, those twins have grown up. I started working with them right when they were just out of preschool. Today, they are high school going on to college, and both of them became some of the top 10 players in the state of Washington. Uh, oh, wow. They're definitely verbal now, <laughs> but they have become master level chess players. Well, Jason, I know you can only go once a month because it is a little bit of a drive for you, but you do want to try it out. Um, but don't forget to register, like Elliot said, call, go to the website, register, because if you're going to drive that far, you do not want to be turned away because they are overflowing with people. And Jason, again, it doesn't matter that he's nonverbal. Like Elliot said, chess is a quiet sport. And I just want everyone to remember sports don't work for all kids. Some of our kids, yes, they love football. They love basketball, soccer, whatever. And there are special needs teams. But in this Chess for Life program, you have no preconceived notions on your child. They don't care where they come from, who they are, if they talk, if they don't talk. They will take your child and help them to the best of their abilities. And they don't have to fit in a certain mold. We always, I always talk about that mold where everyone wants our children to fit in this perfect little mold, but they, they don't, they can't. Elliot has seen that taking the mold away is empowering. Look at Uganda, look at, using children with special needs they are some of the most successful and they didn't fit this perfect little mold that society wants to put us all in so now unfortunately due to the time folks we are going to have to finish up and say goodbye to elliot thank you elliot for coming i was so happy to have you here Thank you, Jen. It's been fun being on the show. Thanks for having me and best wishes to you and your audience as we pursue our vision of reaching a million kids a week with life skills through the game. Wow, that's a big amount and I hope you do it. I just wanna thank you for showing parents that you can still get that sport-like camaraderie, that sport-like feeling of I did well and it doesn't have to be chasing a soccer ball or hitting a baseball it can be for some of our kids who can't handle that that quiet relaxed atmosphere where they're learning a different sport i consider chess a sport i don't know about you elliot yeah and you know one quick last note here is chess is recognized as an official olympic sport now 
and it very much it's creative as well as mathematical and i would add one last note too that in the book upon's journey that novel inspired by true stories if you're ever wondering about how it can impact lives just read the stories of students in there and know that those are true life stories including one who was autistic and it tells his story and how life just really transformed his life too but i just love elliot how you're one of the first that says chess is a sport and let's use it to empower mm -hmm. in most sports children look at it as win lose or draw yep. where you look at it as win draw or learn exactly. i think that is a great motto not only for the sport of chess but for life I, I think I'm going to work on myself and teach my children life is not about winning, losing, and draw and drawing, but winning, drawing, and learning. Because I was told that the day you stop learning is the day you die. Absolutely. My grandfather told us that the whole our whole lives. Don't stop learning. Um, and Jason, you're right, the brain is a muscle. So it does need that stimulation. Your brain constantly needs to be stimulated. And especially with special needs children and all children, because sitting there, they need something to keep their minds going, to keep them active. And the more that we stimulate their brains, the more that they learn, the more that they grow mentally and emotionally, which is an amazing thing. I want to thank you all for coming. Remember, you can join me every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern for more parenting tips. And you can always join our parent support group at lackeykid.com forward slash group. And thank, remember, folks, until next time, every child brings good luck. Thanks for joining us today with Jen Eggert. You can join her live every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern on Facebook to learn more information about how to join our free parent support group. Watch the show live or ask your question that will be answered live by Jen on an upcoming show. Please visit LackeyKid.com forward slash ask. It's L-A-K-I-K-I-D dot com. So ask your questions as she is willing to tackle whatever topic you need. If you like our show, please leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Your review will enable us to help more families.